Welcome to Shot on Film, starring Caleb, Anthony, and Stephen. No, wait, I'm sorry, Stephen apparently died, and his ghost now haunts the studio. That's awkward. And now, Shot on Film. Welcome back to Shot on Film. I'm Caleb. Uh, and today we're continuing our Star Wars series uh, with the prequels, uh, those strange films that came out in the late 90s and early 2000s that everybody has a lot of opinions about. A lot of people hate, a lot of people love, uh, but if there's one thing we can unanimously agree upon, it's that people like quoting them and making memes out of them. And as we all know, if you can quote something and make memes, that means the movies are good, right? Right? Like, that's, that's what that means? Is that what that means? These movies good? These be good movies? I don't think so. So uh, let's get right into it. Uh, we're gonna. St- so I feel like the best way to approach these films is not to uh, break it down in the sense of like going from point A to point B, uh, from beginning to end. I think the best way to break these down is to because you all know the plots of these films. Like for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, obviously, you know Star Wars, even if you haven't seen them, you get, these just take place before the other ones, uh, before the original three, so, yeah, there's that, I don't, I don't you know, uh, I think the only real context is that Lucas kind of always wanted to make these, uh, and he got a little lazy, and they're, they were all written in, like, one draft, and he didn't, like, and everybody was too afraid to try to talk to him, or, like, be like, no, that's a really bad idea, George, or George, that don't make no sense, um, so, yeah. So let's start off with The Phantom Menace, uh, which was written and directed by George Lucas, <laughs> uh, like all three of these were. Uh, there's your first mistake. I, I think those, one of the biggest strengths of the original trilogy is that Lucas started them off, and then he didn't direct the other two, uh, or really write them. Like, he did the story and everything, but he didn't, like, actually pen the script. Uh, and then that's the same problem that the sequel trilogy had, is I think J.J. should have only done the first one. Um, so yeah, so then the cinematography was by Dave Tattersall. Uh, who did all the prequels and the cinematography for the Death Note movie. Uh, So he has a wonderful resume (laughs) uh, to go by. So this film stars Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, Natalie Portman, Jake Lloyd, Ian McDiarmid, Pernilla August, Oliver Ford Davies, Hugh Quarshy, Ahmed Best, Anthony Daniels, Frank Oz, Kenny Baker, Terrence Stamp, Brian Blessed, Andy Sacombe, Ray Park, Samuel L. Jackson, Kira Knightley, and Peter Serafinowicz. I'm glad I said his name properly. Uh, so there's a, a shit ton of people, and there's some actors in there where you'll, be, where you'll be like, wait, they were in this? They were. If you blinked, you missed them, but they were in it. And they're kind of big names. It's strange. So anyway, let's start off uh, with the biggest thing I forgot to mention in the original trilogy episode, which is John fucking Williams, possibly the greatest composer of the 20th century. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, uh, the soundtrack for Star Wars is absolutely incredible. Um, like you, I feel like ev- almost every single theme is iconic and you just hear a couple and it gets stuck in your head and you remember it and people love it. They recognize it. Uh, I really, and uh, if there's one thing the prequels did better than the original trilogy, is I think the soundtrack to the prequels, like the uh, actual music, is kind of better, which might be a hot take. I don't know if it's a hot take or not, but uh, I, I kind of prefer the soundtrack to the prequels, and that's the only thing I prefer, pretty much. So, yeah, enjoy that. So let's get down to things I liked. 
because before I really dissect all the awful in this film, I want to talk about the really good aspects. Uh, I like the idea of Qui-Gon Jinn, uh, Liam Neeson's character. Uh, this is a character who people fall into two categories. You have the red letter media like, you can't say anything about Qui-Gon Jinn, he's just stern. And then you have the people who are like, oh, but he's so noble and interesting. And I, I really don't think he... I like the idea of this like Obi-Wan having a master who's a little rebellious and isn't on the Jedi Council, but he's also like very wise and everything. And Liam Neeson, you know, he's not a bad actor and he and he's pretty decent in this, but I just feel like Qui-Gon didn't have much to do and probably didn't even need to be in the movie. But I do like the idea of him. Like, I think that's fine. Like, I, I don't know. I, I just like, I wanted to like the idea of him. I like his character design. He looks like a Jedi. You know, he's got like the long hair and the beard and I think that's fun. You know, uh, Obi-Wan, I do like Obi-Wan in this film. I think in general, Ewan McGregor is unanimously the greatest thing about the prequels. Even if in The Phantom Menace, he's a little underutilized. And I think the Padawan braid is an interesting look for sure. Uh, but yeah, you know, Ewan McGregor does kind of shine in the moments he gets to actually act in this movie. And he's clearly having a really fucking good time. So yeah, it's cool to see. You love to see it. Darth Maul's character design. Now, I will get into why I think Darth Maul is, like, not a good character in the context of the films, but his character design is fucking fantastic. I mean, the tattoos and the red and the black and the horns, even if it was pointed out by Red Letter Media that you can tell that the horns, you can see that they're glued on, like, in the prosthetic department. Um, but his character design is just so cool, and I think that's why everybody got tricked into thinking that he was a good character before Clone Wars came out. Um, the choreography, to an extent... Uh, when it comes to the fight scenes, I do think that, like, it is pretty to look at, but it's also very, like, and a lot of people defend it as, like, oh, man, it's the Jedi in their prime. I think that the choreography, again, it's pretty, but it, I, it doesn't feel like there are stakes. It kind of just feels like you're looking at something pretty, but, and then whenever somebody needs to die, they just do something dumb and then get stabbed. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I'm a sucker for Tatooine. I think that Tatooine, uh, well, well, it was there just so you could be like, I know that place. Um, Tatooine is a really cool planet. Like, like I, I said uh, in the previous episode, I think it's cool because you have this aspect of, like, you have these the farmers and you have all the scummy people. But then in Phantom Menace, they introduced kind of the idea that like a lot of Tatooines run on slave labor, which is horrible. Um, and you just and you know you got like pod racing, which I will get into why I don't like that later. And, and it's just it's interesting. It's like a very crummy place and I feel like it's an interesting like setting to have some of your movie in even though this movie handles it very poorly because it's the fucking Phantom Menace uh the idea of set design like for example there are a lot of cool concepts in this film like I like Odagunga at like this underwater city I think that's an interesting concept I think there were a lot of cool ideas being thrown around when it came to set design but then it's like oh look just just make it a cartoon that kind of just happened where it's like let's make it CGI for no reason and I'm a firm believer in only make things CGI that you absolutely fucking have to. Uh, and because uh, practical, 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 I think practical sets really can look the best. Even use puppetry when you can because CGI can become very dated and it can look kind of dumb. So just just be careful with that kind of shit. Uh, but I do like the, a lot of the ideas of the settings and whatnot. And I like Coruscant. Like I like the idea of a big sprawling city planet that's the... Height of the Republic. I don't know. It seems like a metaphor for capitalism or something. It seemed like George wanted some political themes in, in this uh, franchise, especially in the prequels, but um, he didn't do it very well. Uh, so there's that. And uh, But I do like the idea of the Senate. I like that they're all on little floating discs or whatever, talking to each other. That's fun. And the Palpatine foreshadowing at uh, Qui-Gon's funeral. 
that's just nice like it's it's extremely obvious that palpatine is darth sidious because like it's the same actor who played him in return of the jedi uh i have heard people uh say that it was like a reveal like no it's not it's obviously him like but uh, i don't know i still like i like the fact that even the film doesn't like outright tell you and they kind of just like skirt around it even though it's really obvious and if you're a little kid you might not notice and then maybe you can pick up on it i don't know anyway that's all the stuff i liked it's not much because i think phantom menace is a garbage film so let's go on to the things i hated i got the bland opening crawl uh, which is kind of just talking about trade negotiations and like blah, like the, the a New Hope's opening crawl is exciting. It tells you everything you need to know. Phantom Menaces is just kind of whatever. Trade negotiations? What? Like, why would we? I would love to hear about trade negotiations in like a Dennis Villeneuve like sci-fi film, but not in a in a Star War. Like, come on, George. It's not even a little interesting. You just have these weird, vaguely racist aliens talking about trade routes and stop it jar jar i really don't know if i have anything new to say about jar jar banks and why he's an awful character uh, and i know the actor ahmed best is not a fan of the hatred towards him i do think it's funny that michael jackson was supposed to play jar jar and like but he wanted to do it with practical effects and george needed it to be cgi and then michael jackson did not like ahmed best because of that well that part's sad but it's, it's just kind of <laughs> it's weird it would have been a very different movie um like it, i don't know if it would have been better or worse if michael jackson w- was running around saying jar jar's lines but yeah jar jar's just shit like he's he's not funny his dialogue is laughably bad he has a lot of poop jokes for some reason which i don't think anybody watched the original trilogy and was like man you know if this is missing fucking shit jokes so yeah i mean don't get me wrong a lot of the dialogue as alec guinness once famously said a lot of the dialogue in the original trilogy is very ropey but fuck man Jar Jar is no good. I think Jar Jar might have the worst dialogue in any of these films. It's really weird, the decisions they had him. It's very strange. Uh, the cinematography and lighting is bad. Uh, the cine- So a lot of the shots in this film, just they look so bland and uninteresting. And there's nothing... Like It just feels like he's cramming a lot of like shit onto the screen. And it doesn't say or do anything that's even slightly like, oh yeah, that makes sense. That's a cool idea. Or anything like that. It's just kind of fucking lame and doesn't work like it's not a pretty movie to look at and the lighting just feels non-existent like this movie feels very like it it, it reminds me in a way of solo which is like my biggest gripe with solo is the lighting where it's just like everything just looks ugly and not in in like a stylistic way but just in like a did anybody did nobody try to be like hey let's work on lighting george why does everything look like this like especially on the fucking trade federation ship it looks like shit like damn even when they're outside in like the fields it's like it doesn't look like you're they're in a real place and it just looks strange it i don't know it's a strange looking film uh, the sound design is awful uh a lot of the sound so these movies get uh, i've heard critics say that the sound design in these films are good i strongly disagree i think it's the worst in this film but like for example they'll just like add little things like like in the scene where anakin is building his uh, pod racer and all of his little friends are like, yeah, Annie, you can't do this. We're come on, guys. We're going to go play ball. And then when they go, there's this like weird, like they like edit in like this like generic like children's laughter that was has clearly been used in like another film. And the children clearly aren't laughing. So like, why the fuck is that there? Like, who thought that was a good idea? Is that just how George thinks kids act? Like they just 
walk around with these weird laughs like come on george what are you what are you doing man stop it get help um the dialogue is really bad <laughs> like so much of the di- some of the dialogue is just and i went into that with jar jar but a lot of the dialogue is boring where it's just like oh the trade federations oh they're getting through the shields but then a lot of it's just like nonsense like whenever it, most of the gungan stuff where it's just like you're in big doo-doo jar jar it's like are, is he saying that so like the children can laugh at the word doo-doo what the fuck's happening what the, is this what star wars has become <laughs> like what's going on <laughs> why do i like star wars so much this is weird <laughs> um yeah uh, i don't know why i put queen amidala here she's kind of just i mean it's obviously you can tell when it's natalie portman and when it's Kira knightley and that's really it, huh? I don't know. I don't know why I put that there. CGI. I've already gone into that. The CGI is really... It, it's Well, it was praised at the time. The CGI, the CGI is really dated now. Um, and the over-reliance on it is the reason it's dated. Like, I know this example gets used all the time, but look at Jurassic Park. Like, the original Jurassic Park. The CGI in that movie still looks good because they didn't over-rely on it. Uh, little Anakin. Okay, so got to talk about Anakin and his performance. Kid actors are always a gamble. We're in this uh, era right now where you get like Room and Stranger Things and It and all that stuff where like, oh my God, kid actors are good now. Um, So like, and and the thing is, I don't want to shit on Jake Lloyd because this movie kind of ruined his life. (laughs) Like, and like, you know, he's not doing too well, I I don't think. And I hope he gets better. But like, yeah, it was just miscast. George does not know how to direct actors. He clearly couldn't communicate with with, uh, Jake very much. And also just the dialogue they gave Anakin was atrocious and it wasn't interesting and there was no reason for him to be a little kid. And it was just really strange and sad. And like, because his whole purpose in the movie is to help get their, to help uh, Qui-Gon win the ship back. Or not the ship back, but to get enough money for the parts or whatever to fucking uh, get the ship to Coruscant. And then the Jedi are mean to him, and then Qui-Gon takes him to the battle, and then he steals the ship and, and blows up a thing, because he's got to be like Luke. Um, but if you wanted to, like, the parallel of him being like Luke, why not just make him 19, like like Luke was? Like, why make him a little 10-year-old boy who can barely act because he's a child? And, like, just, just don't ruin this kid's life, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um... I don't know, it's just, it's just, uh, it's really sad. Anyway, uh, also, why are the droids in this? Why the fuck are C-3PO and R2-D2 in, in these prequels? Like, I understand that it's fan service, but, like, there's no reason. Anakin doesn't need to build C-3PO. That doesn't make any sense. It, they, they serve no purpose other than for nostalgia. They can just be in the original trilogy. Like, they don't need to be in these films. It's fine. We don't need them in every single movie. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's, a, it's okay to only put in characters we know when it makes sense. It did not make any fucking sense here. And they shouldn't have done it. And also the whole C-3PO, why is C-3PO just like wires and he's like, oh, I'm naked. And it's like, okay, is this what Star Wars is now? Just C-3PO talking about how he's naked. Can we not do that, please? Uh, Why is Greedo in this? So like one of the little kids that plays with Anakin is a Rodian. uh, And it's Greedo. Like, it is Greedo. There's a deleted scene where Anakin and him get into a fight. And they're like, oh, you're going to get into trouble one day, Greedo. Come, come the fuck on, George. What are you actually doing? 
Why? Why does it need to be like, what is the purpose of that? So we can be like, oh, I know he dies eventually. Like it's just cramming everything you know into this movie because you don't have that many actually interesting things to explore. And it's really frustrating. Uh, Darth Maul. So Darth Maul uh, is not a good character in the context of the films. Again, in Clone Wars, he's great. Uh, in The Phantom Menace, Darth Maul uh, gets revealed. Cool character design. He has three lines of dialogue. Uh, he has a, a dance fight with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. He kills Qui-Gon, and then Obi-Wan cuts him in half. And in the context of the movies, uh, kills him. But as we know now, he's not actually dead. So what was the purpose of him as a character? So as his, his whole character is fight, be the bad guy that, because there has to be a lightsaber fight at the end of the movie. He gets no actual development and then just dies. Like, even if he was going to have not very much development in the first film, kind of like Darth Vader in A New Hope, like, keep him around. Don't just have this character who only exists to have a, a, a lightsaber fight and then, like, fucking die. Like, for fuck's sake. And then it's, like, poor Dave Filoni, the showrunner of Clone Wars, has to, like, fucking try to save every goddamn bad idea from the prequels and make it somehow interesting. So he took Darth Maul and brought him back and made him an interesting character. But for fuck's sake, man. Just, like, you... That's not how you write a villain or anything. It's even, people talk about how the fucking Marvel movies have bad villains sometimes, and I do agree. But shit, Darth Maul is one of the, in the context of the films, is one of the worst villains in cinematic history. He shows up, says two things, kills one of the main characters, but you don't care because there's no emotional stakes involved. And then Obi-Wan cuts him in half immediately. Like, it's like, there's not even like a journey of Obi-Wan being like, he killed my master. I need to, I want revenge, but it's not the Jedi way or anything cool like that. And you could have a whole thing about Obi-Wan overcoming anger and hatred when Anakin embraces it. You know, themes. Something this film, these films forgot about. Uh, but no, just to immediately cut Darth Maul in half. Because fuck that, right? They'll be like, imagine if at the end of A New Hope, that Lu- uh, whenever Han saves Luke at the end, that the Millennium Falcon just blew up Darth Vader. Like, imagine that, how stupid that would have been. Anyway. Uh, Jedi Order's weird. Why are they a bunch of weird sexless monks who don't who are mean to a child and say oh because he's sad that he's not with his mom anymore uh that means that he is filled with hate and that he can't be trained like what the fuck like what like why would the that doesn't even make any sense obi-wan started training luke when he was 19 and i know he didn't have a lot of options but it's just like what is this like why are they acting like this like why are they just assholes like, don't get me wrong, I like the whole idea of the whole, uh, have how they're interesting stories and how Clone Wars especially can discuss the moral ambiguity of the Jedi, but like, just having them straight up be like, hmm, you're thinking about your mom, evil, we won't train you. It's like, well, what the fuck do you want to do with him? He's just there now. He left to go train to be a Jedi and you're just going to fucking what? Like, send him back to Tatooine? Like, what are you doing? It's so weird. I, ugh. Um, let's see, uh, midi-chlorians? That's so strange. Uh, I mean, again, I, I don't mind the idea of people being Force-sensitive and not Force-sensitive. And, like, I think that's fine. Uh, and then I also think the if they wanted to go with the concept that anybody who wants to train to use the Force can, that's also cool. But the whole idea that it's just like, oh, yeah, there's, like, the over-explanation of it, I think, is what does me in a little bit. Uh, but it's all worth it because there's that episode. I like how you just keep bringing up Clone Wars. Uh, there's that episode of Clone Wars where a, a side character in the background says, I, because they want to fuck a person. I check his midichlorian count. It's kind of funny. I don't know. Maybe it was all worth it for that one line in a children's show that I like. 
Uh, Job of the Hutt shouldn't have been in this fucking movie. Uh, oh yeah, Terrence Stamp. So they cast Terrence Stamp, General Zod himself, who's a really good actor, as Chancellor Valorum. And he's kind of in two scenes and doesn't do anything. And again, I, I really do believe that you should cast good actors in all of your roles, but like, why the fuck would you waste Terrence Stamp as this non-character? So Terrence Stamp was just in a Star Wars movie for five seconds. Why? Why would you... What was the point of that? Like, even if like him and Palpatine, you were going to have a subplot of them being political rivals throughout the the movies, that would make more sense. But like, why, why Terrence Stamp? For fuck's sake, you could have even cast him as Count Dooku. Like, he's a good actor. Like, why? Oh, God. This movie's so stupid. Uh, Coruscant's really boring. You don't need me to tell you the Coruscant shit where they're just walking around. It's not interesting. Doesn't work. And it's just boring. And then it's just like Jar Jar's like, we're going home. And it's like, okay. I guess that's happening. Uh, why is Yoda a dick? This is going back to it. I think that Yoda being completely humorless and kind of an asshole in the prequels is a huge mistake. I don't know what George was thinking because in the original trilogy, he's fun and interesting and has unique ideas uh, and challenges. And well, he's not a dick to Luke. He does challenge Luke's beliefs and morality and builds him up. In the prequels, Yoda's just constantly giving out advice that doesn't make any sense. Like, hmm, you can never be angry because then you'll hate and then greed and then all this. And then it's like, don't think about your mom. That means you're evil. Don't love anything. It means you're evil. I, I'm, and then also when he was a puppet in the original release, the puppet was shit. And so then they made him CGI and the CGI is just, it's not bad, but it's just weird. Like, I don't know. It's just dumb, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't like Yoda in the prequels. I think they did him a little dirty. But but Frank Oz is really good as always. Like I, I can't say anything bad about him. I'll never say anything bad about him. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson is miscast and it makes me sad. Uh, because well, I do think that Samuel L. Jackson is a fantastic actor. I think him playing like a sort of angry Jedi is an interesting concept. I feel like him playing Mace Windu doesn't work because he's kind of just sits around, acts talks very blandly, doesn't say anything too interesting hates Anakin in all of these movies, which kind of makes sense, but, like, it just seems like he just hates him. It doesn't, like, you don't see the real reasoning behind it, like, which, again, Clone Wars does good, or does well. And it's just, kind of, I don't know, he feels miscast. I feel like him playing a villain, or him or Mace Windu being written more for Samuel L. Jackson, like he is in the Expanded Universe, would have been kind of cool, but no, we just got this weird Samuel L. Jackson performance that doesn't make any sense. Um... ADR is bad. Uh, the climax is a fucking mess because you have four fucking things going on at once. And even George Lucas uh, thought he went too far with it. Because come on, why, why do we need Jar Jar fighting battle droids? Why do we need Anakin saying now this is pod racing and blowing up a big, big thing? And yeah, that's dumb. And then, you know, because again, I understand the whole Padme going after the Trade Federation boys and like Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan fighting Darth Maul. But it's just a mess. It's just trying to do too much. Um. Uh, oh yeah. Also, why the fuck did they bring Anakin there to that battle? Like you're just putting him in danger. Is it to make? Is it because you knew he was gonna like blow up a thing? It's dumb. Um. And then they just immediately the second Qui Gon dies, Yoda's like, I guess you can train the kid. That's fine. Obi Wan, and it's just that's whatever. That's they don't give an actual explanation for why Yoda changed his mind. I'm sure there's a book specifically about this or something, but it's dumb. Uh, oh yeah, also, uh, uh, my final thoughts on Phantom Menace is that Padme and Anakin's dynamic is weird from the start because she's sort of like, she's 14 and he's 10 and they're clearly interested in each other, especially at the end of the movie. And it's like, yo, if you're 14, 
don't talk to a 10-year-old. That's fucking weird. And not okay. Like, 10-year-olds being into, like, a 14-year-old, that makes sense. Because, like, it's a kid. He doesn't know anything, you know. But it's it's your job as an older person to be like, no, that is inappropriate. Please go away. <laughs> uh, but I guess their weird flirting and interactions would lead to Anakin having dreams about her for 10 years. Because he's just so... Ugh, it's so weird. Anyway, Phantom Menace is awful. It, it's boring. It's useless. And they just jump 10 years ahead anyway. So, who the fuck cares? And let's talk about Attack of the Clones. I don't really want to, but we will. Uh, it's written and directed and cinematographed by the same people. Uh, and so will we have returning uh, cast members. Uh, here are some new cast members. You got Hayden Christensen, everybody's favorite. Christopher Lee, Tamora Morrison, Jimmy Smits, Jack Thompson, Leanna Wallaceman, Rose Byrne, Jay LaGaia, Joel Egerton, Daniel Logan, Bonnie Piassi, Anthony Felon, and Renee Owen. So again, Real quick, going through the things I liked. Uh, Less Jar Jar. George knew. He uh, actually, he was like, okay, the backlash is bad. We should kind of cut Jar Jar down a bit. And while this is going to be one of my complaints in the sequel trilogy when they did this to a character, with Jar Jar, there is some, there were, Jar Jar is the worst thing that's ever happened. And he would have actually brought the film down if you did anything with him. Unless you like went in an actual interesting route with him. But not even the Clone Wars could make Jar Jar interesting. Uh, Ewan McGregor, obviously still great. Padme's wardrobe is fucking on point, and it is maybe my favorite thing about this movie. I love her outfits. I think it's fantastic. Uh, and I hate just being like, oh, she's the woman. Look at her clothes. But like, shit, like, <laughs> this movie's not good, and Padme's wardrobe is, and it's a thing I will point out. I'm so, Because like all the wardrobe in these films are kind of good for the most part. Ian McDiarmid is pretty good. Uh, he's not in this movie a lot, but when he is, it's nice. I just, I just love him. He's so delightful. He's really, del- I like how he's just delightful in the first two, and in the Revenge of the Sith, he just gets hammy and wonderful, and I love it. Uh, I like the death stick scene. I, I really want to like that whole sequence where they're in the cantina and like George Lucas's daughter is checking out Anakin, but I mean it's not very good. But you know, it's. Uh, I wanted to like it. I thought aesthetically it was cool. I like Jango Fett, or at least I want to like him. Like again, they shouldn't have had this whole subplot about like, look, it's. Boba Fett's father and baby Boba Fett and all the clones are Boba Fett but I don't know I, I really did just, I, maybe it's because I was a kid and I owned a Jango Fett helmet but I like Jango Fett fucking sue me I like the idea of Kamino just a planet where it rains so much that there's an ocean that's fun uh, the clones while on one hand I do think it's an interesting concept I also think that like it made a lot of confusion because like the clones like stormtroopers aren't clones and that just made everybody be like but stormtroopers are clones, and it's like, well, no, they're not. And then it's like, well, then why did they even do this? It's, it's fucking weird. I like Palpatine's relationship with Anakin because I like how he's like, slowly manipulating him, and it's cool. I don't know. It's almost like he always saw because I know that now it's canon or something that Palpatine used the Force to make Anakin, uh, which that technically means that Kylo and Rey are related. Uh, spoiler alert. But you know, whatever. Um, and uh, yeah I like the open field scene which is weird the only Anakin and Padme scene I like in this movie is where he's actually we're in there in the field with the big butt pigs and he's being a little sly where he's like oh I'm not uh, I don't like senators but there's a oh there's one of them Uh, and then he's just like I'm actually really fucking fascist here are my ideals about controlling people and it's like oh oh oh, no Anakin Uh, I also like the Watto scene I didn't talk about him in the other one in the Phantom Menace when I was talking about Phantom Menace but 
And Attack of the Clones, I like it when Anakin talks to Watto. I like his little beard. I like the interaction. I think it's kind of cute. I don't know. Fucking sue me. Uh, I like the Tusken Raiders bit is the best scene in the movie. When Anakin uh, saves his mom and then she die. And then he kills all the Tusken Raiders and you can hear Qui-Gon's voice going, Anakin, that's pretty cool. Uh, Qui-Gon really should have been a force ghost in these, huh? Uh, Geonosis. Uh, Geonosis was, I like the idea of it. It's very old sci-fi. Like this uh, rocky desert planet full of weird bug creatures that like have weird guns. It's fucking cool. I like the idea of that, but it, the execution, not so much. Uh, Watt Tambor, he's the weird guy that's like, like I, I don't know, I think he's fun. <laughs> I think he looks really silly, and I wish he wasn't CGI, but uh, I, I do like him. I like Mace Windu's purple lightsaber, because uh, I've heard people say like, oh no, George should have put his foot down and said, you will have a blue lightsaber, or a green lightsaber. It's like, no, the, the, I, I like a lot. there being a lot of lightsaber colors, and I like Mace Windu's purple one. That's fun. I like that Anakin uses a green lightsaber because I'm a child and I'm like, oh man, green. Uh, and I like Dooku's curved handle on his lightsaber. I think it's nice. Again, there are cool aesthetic choices in these films. I kind of like the scene where Boba Fett's sad and he picks up his dad's helmet, even though many people have pointed out that his head would just fall out, which is hilarious. I like that Anakin loses his arm like Luke does. Um, I like Dooku's weird ship with like the sail. That just It looks so fucking, it's so fun and sci-fi-ish that I just, I love it. And uh, yeah, I like his little meeting with Sidious at the end. I think it's nice. Now let's get into all the fucking things I didn't like. This episode is going on longer than I wanted it to. Uh, Padme assassination plot is whack. So everybody's plagiarizing uh, Cosmonaut Variety's Hour's whole thing about how Palpatine sent a man who sends a man who sends a shapeshifter who sends a thing. Everybody's plagiarizing that without giving him credit. Please fucking give him credit for that, for fuck's sake. Uh, Yoda flirts with Padme. He doesn't flirt with her, but Yoda's saying, seeing you alive brings warm feelings to my heart. It's weird, and I don't like it. Um, Hayden Christensen is Anakin. Look, okay, Hayden Christensen seems like a really nice guy, and he's a pretty decent actor in other stuff. But holy shit, he was not directed well because he is whiny. His performance is whiny and creepy and strange, and, and there's so many weird decisions where it's just like, why? He just talks like he talks like an idiot. Like he's just—it's so weird. Like he was written weirdly. He's directed weirdly. I really don't think it's his fault, but like shit man it's bad and it's one of the things that people point to the most with what's wrong with these films uh, also he confides in his feelings about Padme to Jar Jar which is a thing I've never heard anybody talk about and I think it's hilarious uh, and also he's just really rapey and cringy like it's like he like just like lusts and like leers at Padme and it's really uncomfortable and she's even like don't look at me like that and there's like a long shot of him just like staring at her like sorry my lady it's like what is happening we don't need this weird incel Anakin why did this happen? Why are these movies like this? Why is Star Wars this? Why can't Star Wars just be good? This is really dumb. Why did I like these as a kid? I'm having an existential crisis. Uh, the dialogue is obviously awful. My my, See, to me, everybody points at the sand line. I think the worst line in this film is, I wish I could just wish away my feelings. I mean, same, but like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> uh... Their first kiss is hilariously bad because they just kind of like, he's like being creepy and like touching her and then they just kind of like kiss and then like the music cuts out the second they stop kissing and it's hilariously bad. Like compare this to like how great Han and Leia's first kiss is and it's, you know, I, I don't know. It's like, you know, good acting, directing, writing. It's, it's, it's how it works. The big booty pigs. On one hand, I like big booty pigs because it's so silly, but also why is Anakin surfing a big booty pig? It's weird. It doesn't make no sense. Uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin do not feel like good friends. 
so Anakin and Obi-Wan, so in the Clone Wars, again, they're, they're, they're chummy, they're wonderful, but in this film, they, they ride an elevator together. Obi-Wan says, oh, the, the, oh, the adventures we've been on the, the last 10 years that you don't get to see. And then Anakin spends the rest of the movie going, Master Obi-Wan is so grumpy and I don't like him. Oh. And that's literally it. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing, George? We need to feel like they're brothers because then when they fight in Revenge of the Sith, we care, which we didn't. Uh, Sam Weslin, her death worms again. I'm not going into that again. Uh, the Jedi Council is just Mace Windu and Yoda talking. Yeah, for like a council of lots of interesting looking creatures and characters, uh, it's mostly just Yoda and Mace Windu being like, this is, how, this is how we do things. I don't know. Why is there a prophecy? Like, I think the whole prophecy shit about Anakin bringing balance is dumb because then how can you make sequels? Because it's like, oh, that's all of evil then. And then they've tried to make it that it's like Luke. And I think it's even been hinted that it's Rey. And that makes people upset because they don't like women. And it's just like, oh, oh God. Uh, Dexter Jetster. What a goofy character. What a goofy CGI fish man with four arms and a pot belly. And he's got a robot waitress who wants to know if you want a cup of Jawa juice. And th that scene is so weird. And he hikes up his pants. He's got a big alien butt crack. And it's like, what is, why has Star Wars become this, George? What are you doing? Why is this happening? Uh, the goofy youngling scene where Yoda's like truly wonderful the mind of a child is. And it's like, and it's just a bunch of bad kid actors. It's weird. A Sifo-Dyas, the Sifo-Dyas plot doesn't make any sense because, so Sifo-Dyas did the clone army. It did, this didn't even make sense in Clone Wars either. So Sifo-Dyas is the one who got the clone army, but like he, and then they, they can't decide if he was killed uh, over 10 years ago or less than 10 years ago. They say both and it's weird. And it's, it's just dumb. And also, why are the clones CGI? Like, just put men in suits. It looks better. It's dated now. And now I hate looking at the clones, even though I like their design, because it looks so cartoonish. Young Boba Fett did not be, need to be in this movie. And, look, Daniel Logan is a decent actor, and, like, he's really good when he voices Boba in Clone Wars, but fucking Christ, he's not good in this movie. He just, like, has this little sinister life. He feels like just an evil little boy. It's weird. And the Jango and Obi-Wan's fight on Kamino is hilariously bad, because... Django's just blowing Obi-Wan up and he's fine. Why the fuck are Owen and Brew in this movie? Like, you don't have to make Luke's relationship to them, like, familial by adopted. They can just be the people who raised him. Like, there are so many better ways to explain that. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just weird and doesn't exactly work. And yeah, needless to say, I'm just not a huge fan of it. I just think it's weird. And also, so Owen Lars had C-3PO around between phantom menace and attack of the clones but then in a new hope he doesn't remember owning him or his name because it's the same name so it's like whatever that's that doesn't make any sense uh, the asteroid chase is bad the droid factory scene is laughably weird c-3po being a battle droid is weird comedy that again it's just this, this new like prequel thing where it's like very childish humor that's not interesting or funny at all uh the, christopher lee is cast in this film to be devious like he's fucking yoda's apprentice and he trained qui-gon and that's never even leaned into really like he's it's briefly mentioned but then it's like you don't care when him and yoda fight and you don't care when he cuts anakin's arm off and he's just a, he's just this like distinguished old man who doesn't have much character and it's a shame they really wasted a fantastic actor like this is, this is dracula and you can't even fucking use him properly come on now um, the arena with the dumb monsters, that was, well, again, old sci-fi, Flash Gordon-y fun. It, it's just kind of a waste, like, 
it's just a bunch of bug creatures and like Anakin and Obi-Wan are just they're not even happy to see each other they're just barbing at each other like because they obviously don't like each other but they were good friends or whatever and it's just dumb uh the monster has to scratch Padme's shirt off because women I guess because now well no I guess that's the thing from Return of the Jedi we got to objectify the women a little bit I guess that's weird uh and then she jumps off of the the little pillar crotch first onto a space rhino is she okay <laughs> um all the Jedi show up and they're just randomly all there in the arena doing their really goofy poses and it's hilariously bad like what the fuck um then Yoda is there commanding troops which is just again going against his whole character of not really wanting to fight like physically like you can fight with like words and like your mind you don't have to oh god I don't want to see Yoda be a general in a war I think it's silly um why is the Death Star in this movie briefly I've never heard anybody talk about this but like is it just there so we can be like oh look guys it's the Death Star like we, you know what the Death Star is right and it's really silly uh, the worst lightsaber fights in the series because you have Dooku and Obi-Wan, which is nothing. Dooku and Anakin, which is just this hilarious light show of nothingness. And then Dooku fights Yoda with a lightsaber. He's just swinging at a little CGI man that's jumping around making weird noises. Oh my god, why does Yoda use a lightsaber? Like, what? Like, I understand that this is a thing that some people probably wanted to see, but like, to me, I think Yoda could have just been a puppet who would show up and say wise things and, and challenge people's morals and beliefs and try to give them actual advice instead of being a, a warmonger, like, grumpy asshole who whips out his lightsaber every chance he gets. It's really, really dumb. Um, Yeah, and then Anakin and Padme just get married because... Oh, yeah, because the Jedi aren't allowed to love. I forgot to mention that. That's a new thing. The Jedi, they can't fuck, they can't love. Uh, and Padme also can't because she's a senator or something. And so her and Anakin get secretly married. And it's also evil because you're not allowed to care about anything if you're a Jedi. Okay. Time to talk about Revenge of the Sith. This is the kind of good one. I'm going to approach it the same way because I don't think it's that good. I think it's whatever. Uh, but people make memes out of it, so that means it's good, right? Yeah, it was written and directed in cinematographer by the same people. Uh, new cast. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, Matthew Wood is the only real, like, new cast member uh, as General Grievous. Uh, he's, he was supposed to be played by Gary Oldman. Uh, and then Matthew Wood, who's a sound engineer. Or not sound engineer, but he works in the sound department. Uh, ended up voicing him. Uh, and then you have cameos from James Earl Jones, Peter Mayhew, and George Lucas is in the background as a senator, which I think is hilarious. Uh, so here are the things I like. I think the opening shot is pretty cool. I think Hayden Christensen is a lot better as Anakin, but he's not amazing. He's improved a little bit. I also think his character design is better. Like his uh, outfit's cooler. His hair's better. Uh, I love Palpatine. He's a hammy weirdo. Even in the scenes that I think are dumb, I fucking love Palpatine because he's so, he just enjoys being evil and he's weird and it's, just, it's it's just great. Like, it's so fun. And I and I always have fun watching Palpatine just be a goofball. Padme's wardrobe is great again. I hate, again, I hate just being like, oh, the female character, uh, let us talk about her wardrobe. But like, Padme's costumes are like the best in these. And I it would be remiss of me to not point it out because the costume department did a really fucking good job. Uh, Mustafar, I like the idea of a fun big volcano planet for our heroes to fight at, at the end. Uh, I, I think that fear of loss is an interesting concept as a theme, but it's not handled overly well. Like Anakin turns evil because he wants to protect. He, he has a noble reason to turn evil, but I don't think the actual turn is very good. Anakin distrusting the council is a cool theme because you want him to distrust the council if he's going to turn evil. I like the holograms on the council. I like the idea of there being of the Wookiee planet, Kashyyyk. I think it's fun. I like the design of the camo troopers on Kashyyyk. 
Uh, Padme isn't great. Like she's not a great character overall, even though I love Natalie Portman. Uh, she, her, her character is basically just like, I like politics. And also, ooh, Anakin, can we be together? Uh, but she has one of the best lines in the whole fucking trilogy, which is, so this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause. George, you had something. You had something thematically here and you missed it. Uh, I like the weird space opera in the Darth Plagueis scene, which I think everybody does. Uh, it's the best scene in the movie, I would even say. Uh, I like the bronze astromech droid. I like Big Lizard, the Big Lizard that Obi-Wan rides. That's not what it's called, but I will call it Big Lizard. Uh, I like Anakin and Padme looking sad uh, when they're not in the same place and they're kind of just looking out windows and like thematically you can tell they're looking at each other. It's cool. I like Palpatine's gold lightsaber hilt, even though I don't think Palpatine should fight with the lightsaber. I think it's fun. I like Order 66. And I like the temple raid. In fact, I think the biggest problem with Anakin raiding the temple is the only scene we actually see of it is him like about to kill children. And I think it would have been cooler if we saw him like kill a couple of the Jedi masters we'd seen like in the background of these last couple films. But whatever. Uh, I like Obi-Wan sending out the transmission. Anakin getting burned is good. I like the look of fear on it, uh, whenever the helmet gets put on. This is a new thing where everybody's saying he whispers, Padme, help me, before the helmet goes on. I still have not heard this uh, whenever I watched it. And it's not even in the subtitle, so I don't know if that's true. Uh, I like that we see Alderaan for two seconds because it gets blown up. And it's, that's kind of, even though it's a little fan servicey, it's kind of nice to see. Padme's funeral is really nice. And kind of actually sad. And I don't know. I like it. Um, I like that Tarkin is in it for two seconds in the background. And it's not like there's not like a, a dumb thing where it's like, oh, hello, Tarkin. Like, ooh, you know, anything because that would have been really silly. Uh, and then uh, I like seeing Tatooine at the end. I think the last shot of this movie is really fucking good with uh, Owen and Baru holding Luke at the binary sunset. It's nice. It sets up a new hope well. So now let's go down to the things I don't like. I don't like how the uh, opening crawl starts with war. And it also says hero that, that there are heroes on both sides. What does that mean? Uh, General Grievous. Okay, so here's the thing. General Grievous is a meme. He's not a real character. Um, he is a CGI goofy half droid cyborg man with weird yellow eyes. And he, you know, he's mostly well designed. Uh, and he, his entire purpose in this film is that Obi-Wan has a big CGI thing to fight in one of the dumbest lightsaber fights in all of these movies. He has four lightsabers and just gets his hands cut off a couple times. And it's like, I don't know. I think Grievous is one of the worst Star Wars characters. Like, he's not good in anything other than the Clone Wars thing from the Samurai Jack guy in the early 2000s. And that's not even canon anymore. It's like, he's just a dumb CGI monster, man. And I don't give a flying fuck about him. I think he takes away from actually, like, the characters we should be caring about in these films. Um... Fucking uh, R2-D2 in his dumb slapstick comedy routine. That's just... Why? What is this what Star Wars is now? Is this what Star Wars is now? Uh, man, the, Count Dooku is in this movie just so he can crush Obi-Wan's ribs and get his head cut off. That lightsaber fight's fine, though. And the opening scene lasts way too fucking long. Like, I don't mind it when they're in the Jedi Starfighters. And I don't even mind the, the Dooku lightsaber fight. But then the second that it's like, oh, we're jumping around elevators. And uh, oh, look, it's General Grievous talking about who who's taller. I don't care. Uh, Anakin and Padme are still awkward. It's a shame because Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman seem like they genuinely like each other, but like, shit, man, that they're they have no on-screen chemistry when they are being directed. It's very strange, and also it doesn't feel like there's actually a war happening. Everything on Coruscant just seems kind of normal. Like everybody, the ships are still flying around, and it seems like the only people who are stressed out are like the Jedi are a little peeved. Like, ugh, Palpatine won't leave office because there's a war. Also, Jimmy Smith is just in these movies to. 
adopt Leia at the end. He doesn't even like, like, why would you cast someone as good as Jimmy? Again, it's like Terrence Stamp. Like, why is Jimmy Smith here just so he cannot do anything? Uh, throwing Yoda with the Wook- the Wookies was weird, and just so Chewbacca could be the- like, so Chewbacca has worked with the Jedi, and then he just when Han Solo was being all like, oh, um, fucking <laughs> the Jedi aren't real. That's all dumb. Chewbacca didn't go. You know, I knew a little green guy who was my friend. He never brought that up. It's weird. Uh, fucking splitting up Anakin and Obi-Wan halfway through this movie is a mistake. They should be together throughout the film. And then when Anakin turns evil, it can mean more instead of them just both kind of dis- instead of them both being like, we're friends and then disappearing. And then the next time they see each other, they're fighting and it's like, whatever. Also, they, re- they reuse creature sounds like how the big lizard, the Obi-Wan rides. That sound is just on Kashyyyk for some reason. Um, Utapau, that whole shit is dumb. I don't care about Obi-Wan fighting Grievous. Um, that, that weird line that Palpatine has where he talks about the great mystery. What is that? Like, that's never been brought up again. Or what? What is the great mystery? Um, Palpatine's silly lightsaber fight with the Jedi Masters where he does that silly little spin and just starts killing everybody. I think it's hilarious. Um, again, it's like, I love it because I think I like goofy hammy Palpatine making his weird faces while he's stabbing people. But that shit's dumb, man. Uh, so yeah also the fact that he just gets force lightning reflected into his face and he's a weird monster man now like I just assumed he got old normally or like the you know like how the dark side over time it takes away from you and you start to look old and like that but but no I guess he just got some lightning to the face lots of people get lightning in the face and they don't look like that in these movies it's weird Um, also Anakin's actual turn to the dark side is weird because so Anakin's perspective is he wants to save Padme so he kills Mace. Well, he helps Palpatine kill Mace Windu, and then Palpatine's like, yeah, "Together we will learn how to save her." And then Anakin like doesn't even try to convince Obi Wan to come to his side. He's just immediately evil and weird. It's just like there could have been some cool shades of gray, but they didn't really handle that well. He just kind of is like, "Okay, guess I'll kill kids now." Like, what? What is happening? What is this? What? Why is Star Wars like this? Uh, also. I don't like the fact that the lightsaber that Luke and Rey use was used to kill children. Like, that's the legacy of that lightsaber. It was used to kill children. Can we not do that? Can he use a different lightsaber if he has to kill children? Can we not see it visually on screen? Because that, I don't know, it just makes me uncomfortable thinking about how, like, the lightsaber that, like, Rey wants to earn from Leia so bad in that five-second scene in Rise of Skywalker. It's like, oh, yeah, that lightsaber that was used to murder children? That one? That's the one? Okay. Also, the blockade runner from A New Hope is there for nostalgia, which is hilarious. Uh, They have a recording of Palpatine. They somehow have a recording in the Jedi archives of Palpatine in his office telling Anakin to be evil, and they don't think that that would be a good thing to use like publicly to be like, hey, Jedi aren't evil, because I guess that was the whole thing is that Palpatine was like, actually, the Jedi are evil, and they tried to take over and hurt me. Which is weird. Um... Obi-Wan's killing younglings line like Obi-Wan like Ewan McGregor literally had to cover his mouth because that line is so hilariously bad um Anakin and Padme on Mustafar is really goofy because it's just like Anakin you're breaking my heart and then he like chokes her and then she dies because she's sad which is oh my god that's so stupid <laughs> uh, also Yoda and Palpatine's fight is a fucking waste of time and shouldn't have happened and it's really like, again I can enjoy how goofy it is but it's it was a waste of time and, and it was dumb Anakin and Obi-Wan's fight is okay at first, but then they just start swinging from ropes 
and 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 they're jumping all around and it's just like this is supposed to be like the most epic fight of the series and it's just goofy as hell and because you don't feel like they ever liked each other you don't feel you don't care that they're fighting now it's it's really dumb um and then the poor James Earl Jones came into the recording booth that day and he had to say how is Padme is she safe is she all right? And then he has to do, scream no. And everybody's been making fun of that since it fucking came out. Like, I think everybody unanimously hates that or thinks it's funny. It's so weird and dumb. And then Yoda just tells Obi-Wan, hey, Qui-Gon's a ghost and he'll teach you how to be a ghost. And it's like, why doesn't Qui-Gon show up as a ghost to tell Obi-Wan that? Why does Yoda tell him that Qui-Gon is a ghost? It's weird. and doesn't make sense, huh? And also, I hate that they're just building the Death Star at the end of the movie, and they just spent 20 years building it. That's whatever. It's dumb as fuck, but it's fine. Okay. So, yeah. That's all I really have to say about these. Um, You know, the, these are movies that a lot of people like for some reason. I do not personally like. Um, I think Revenge of the Sith is okay, but I think the other two are awful, even if there's stuff that I can enjoy about them. Uh, and, yeah, I, just th- I think it's a real missed opportunity. It really did not live up to the original trilogy. And it was kind of just a bland CGI mess where Lucas really needed to be working with other directors and writers on these. And he just wanted to do it all himself. And it doesn't quite work. Again, I think George is a smart guy. And he clearly has an eye for marketing. And he's, a, and he's very creative and inventive. But he needs people to help him filter those ideas. And he didn't see that. And it sucks. Because he got some bad movies because of it. Anyway, so... There you go with prequels. Uh, next week, I'm going to be talking about the sequel trilogy. Uh, and I might even have to watch Rise of Skywalker in theaters again, which I don't want to do. So be sure to listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast, and SoundCloud. And if you listen to us on iTunes, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review and a rating. It really helps out the show. And if you leave us a review, we will be sure to read it on air. Just keep in mind we record two months in advance. Please recommend us to your family, friends, and sworn enemies. And thanks to Sam, our sound engineer, for helping us record the episode, as well as Ben for doing the intro. And a shout out to Tommy Red Fleming, Fleming for designing our logo. Check the show notes for his Instagram. Uh, so there you have it. It's a Star Wars. Uh, my name's Caleb. This has been Shot on Film. Uh, thank you and good night. <laughs>